Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Alright guys, so as it stands, the the glyph is shipping, right? We've been following the glyph as you guys have had it on Kickstarter and, and stuff like that. So this is the, the newest version of the glyph in case you need to keep track. That has uh like the adjustable pieces and it's more of a kind of a, a unit that can be added onto. And you're shipping now, right? Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it feels like a long time coming. Uh let's see. It's been what, eight months? roughly since the end of the kickstarter or something like that uh, yeah so yeah that um that feels good it feels good i mean it, it it's funny because we kind of you know we we thought that we could maybe get it out before the holidays and so these last five months have been like it fe- has felt like super snail's pace uh but yeah we're finally getting it out the door and it's really awesome to see like people getting them and taking pictures and saying they like it and uh yeah, so all's well so far. Kind of percentage wise, do you know how many you've you've shipped out? Yeah, we've sh- we've shipped basically every US based Kickstarter backer. So that so that's, you know, o- over 50% of the Kickstarter backers and then the international ones we're going to be sending inventory by the end of the week to our UK warehouse, so those will be shipping next week probably. Thanks. I'll look forward to it. Uh, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and then the pre the pre orders uh, that had been kind of going on since the click the Kickstarter campaign closed, those will be going out next shortly after that. Yeah. So yeah, we're about halfway, probably a little over halfway. Um, and they're you know they're making now we so we so it's been kind of we've been doing things a little bit strangely this time. So. Um, the individual like Kickstarter domestic orders, uh, our manufacturer premier sources shipping directly. So they were kind of packing them up and putting this like stick, sticking the shipping labels on. But now they're done with that phase. And now they're just kind of packing them up in bulk and we'll ship them in bulk to the UK and then out locally and then ship bulk to our LA warehouse. And then um, that will kind of, for all of the like, like Asian and Canadian international orders will actually go out of the out, out of the LA warehouse. Um, that's like the quicker way, right? So they've been doing like onesie twosie for you now. Yes, but the next run they're going to basically put a big box of these things together and ship them exactly. to the places that you would usually have them all shipped from. Yeah, and right. that's what we usually. I mean, in the past, that's what we've usually done. Like we, you know, we'll, they just ship them in bulk to Shipwire, our fulfillment company. Um, but we figured we could shave like pro- almost a week off if they did it directly. And we had kind of planned on doing that for the holidays. And because we had like set that up and planned it, we said, well, we might as well still do that. So and that actually went pretty, pretty smoothly and easily. Yeah. So I guess you'd built all the costs in for that already and stuff like that because it was the original plan. Well, mm. it's actually cheaper um, because... Yeah, they, we don't have to ship them to LA, uh, so we save probably I don't know fifty or sixty cents per shipment, roughly doing that. 
So why don't you always do that then? Well, because our manufacturer is not really set up for that. Um, so, mm. you know, they don't usually do that. And so there's lots of things that a fulfillment company does, you know, with like tracking and uh, just like m- verifying addresses and stuff that we weren't sure we could do. We did find a way to do almost all of that, um, but it was a little bit wonky. Like, for instance, like with the Kickstarter backers, we couldn't tell them exactly the day that they're shipped out because. You know, we just kind of sent the labels in bulk to Premier Source, and then they shipped them as they could. So, you know, that part of the process isn't like super awesome. So, you know, it's kind of better user experience for us to use the fulfillment company typically. Um, but we figured people would rather have their glyphs earlier than have yeah. that little bit of improvement. So, so you lost some functionality to account for some extra speed this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, it's cool. Uh, you know, we're using this. Uh, platform called ShipStation, which is like lets you basically mm-hmm. generate labels in bulk and stuff and it's i've been really impressed with it i really like it and so it makes me more confident that we could you know either ship things out ourselves or you know if we have a product where we even do a kickstarter and then do a lot of the like assembly ourselves we could easily ship out a couple thousand orders ourselves i i think domestically uh, no problem so yeah we'll see it's a good it, it was a nice somewhat experiment and it was kind of an experiment for um our manufacturers too they hadn't really done that before so yeah and and they basically they charge like two dollars for the for that service like the handling charge you know with the shipping and handling and if we went through shipwire it's usually like 250 usually about roughly so um yeah so pretty good yeah i have a look actually do have a little bit of experience with ship station weirdly enough <laughs> for oh because of relay like yeah oh, did you okay so we use them uh to ship out like the t-shirts and stuff uh, uh-huh, it uh-huh. all happens at brad's company knock and i've seen oh. kind of that in action and i've also seen kind of knock use it for their shipping because ship station uh-huh, uh-huh. integrates really well with squarespace's commerce thing uh, right so like yeah, no it re- it integrates really well with like a lot of stuff like we, yeah, you know we're but, using backer kit it works really well with that too i think shopify like so yeah it's like it works with all of them but yeah because because we use the squarespace commerce and they use the squarespace commerce they just use uh, uh, ship station so i've seen it i mean you know i don't really know what's good or bad with these platforms but like i, was, I can see brad and jeff just like zip through it it seems seems fine enough Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, this is like maybe the most boring topic ever, unless you're like <laughs> do fulfillment. But but yeah, I mean, it's really for me being able to it like has all this automatic stuff that happens. Like you set up a SKU in there, and if you're shipping that SKU, it automatically like sets all of the kind of dimensions and weight and ship from location for the label. So it's really fast to just process like you know a couple hundred labels like really quickly. So. Yeah, it's just kind of that stuff and like being able to sort and search really well. It's all like really uh, technical, nerdy stuff, but uh, but it's really nice to have it for sure. And it's Austin Company, actually, ShipStation, believe it or not. Got to buy local, kids. Yeah, got to <laughs> buy local. <laughs> so now that the Glyph is shipping out, um, for you, you know, I know you mentioned people are taking pictures and stuff, but have you had good feedback in general about the product? Like, have you got more than people just like sending pictures and stuff to you? I mean, not a ton of feedback yet. People seem on the whole really happy about it. Like, I haven't really received any negative feedback. Sure. Um, sure. So, yeah, it's been good. 
it seems a little more just muted in general than past campaigns of people like, you know, tweeting at us or letting us know that they received them. Uh, but in general, it's been good. I, I, it's funny. I was thinking about that this morning. Um, it's, I think it's maybe one of the first products where it works like all the way, like it works as good as we could have possibly imagined. Like usually when we're designing something, there's always some like funk, you know, some trade off that we have to make or some functional thing that we're like, Oh, I really wish like with the cosmonaut, it's like, Oh, I really wish this like was a bit more sensitive or whatever. There's always like some little thing or with the glyph it's like, or with the previous glyphs, it was like, Oh, you know, I wish this was like held a little bit tighter or was a little bit easier. But I feel like with this glyph, we really, I mean, it's really good at holding a phone and like doing that quickly and stuff. So I'm, I'm really happy with the way it, it like came around and turned out. Um, feel really good about like, you know, function, like functionally how it turned out. So that's really good. Uh, that, that feels good. Dan, I mean, do you feel the same way? Yeah, but I mean, I can I can still think of things. That yeah, no, I mean, you know I what? I knew I d- I just knew you were going to say that. Like I knew that was Tom's just like this is the best product. Dan's like, yeah, but is it though? Professional nitpicker. Uh, it's just it's funny. We were we were shooting some like uh, footage to we're like making a new glyph video for the website, um, and we were. You know, we were we were like so reshooting a bunch of shots we had done with like the 3D printed prototypes that we had made like for the Kickstarter. Right. And it's funny because one of the shots in the Kickstarter video, we like have it mounted and like shake it really hard. And it was so funny with the 3D printed ones, like it was hard getting that shot because sometimes they would like they would fly out because the like <laughs> lever would open because it's like a 3D printed thing and we're like this will be better in production but it was like hard to get the shot but it's like funny now that we have the real one it's like oh this shot's so easy now it's like really it's like easy this thing de- definitely does not come out it just like holds really tight so it's like it's funny uh, it was funny reliving that so is this about to become or is it kind of has become now just a part of the product offering right like it's just a regular product yeah. for you guys now yeah it will we're, it's still not for sale for sale kind of in a non-pre-order way but it will be very soon and then yeah it'll just it'll just be like any other thing we sell yeah put it on amazon probably pretty quick and uh too and yeah and then hopefully uh we'll have some more kind of companion things coming down the line we'll see um so yeah i mean it's funny we've always we've always sold a glyph one of the big things we kind of have to wrestle with now is how do we phase out um the previous version of the glyph uh because likely the amazon like product page for it won't go away and it's like it probably has pretty good search rankings and so we'll probably still continue to sell the old one so it's always tricky that's like always a tricky process um and so we hopefully try to bend amazon's arm and get them to like put a forwarding kind of message on the product page but so we'll see that you know we always kind of have to clean up shop i mean we still have inventory from like glyphs from long ago so we need to kind of clean shop a little bit. Like that Why stuff. would you continue selling the old one though? Like, well, just because it will. So people will find it on Amazon, and 
if there's no way for us to point them to the new one, it's either like there's like basically no way there's either like no way to point people to the new one basically. And so well, you can't just like take it off. We could take it off. Um but it's tricky because sometimes people want that old like sometimes people want the previous version. Yeah, like the old one isn't without value in comparison like for example it has the stand functionality which the new one doesn't have and it's just like slightly smaller and more pocketable Mm -hmm. uh, than the new one so like i think the new one is better for sure for what i would use it for but you know i think there's use cases where the previous one someone would prefer that one yeah, like we still sell the version for the iPhone 5, which was like the really kind of original glyph, like really, really small and really, really simple. Um, we still sell that. And it's just because people, you know, just want that for some reason. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tricky. It's it's always a tricky decision. Like, when do we completely stop selling something or do we just... Well, I think in most cases, like for the iPhone 5 one... We it's just I think the reason we're still selling it is because we have inventory. <laughs> like if we had run out of inventory, we wouldn't have made more of that one. Yeah, we wouldn't have made more. Yeah, for sure. Mm. There's not enough demand. Well, and the reason we wouldn't have made more is because there's not enough demand to make more. Uh, you know, so mm. it's pretty straightforward. I'm just looking at the um the the product page for the old glyph now, and mm-hmm. I'm down at the bottom, and there's like some images. And one of them is like the phone, an iPhone 5 being propped up with a magic keyboard sitting in front of it, <laughs> which is kind of just like a funny thing to think about. Like, yeah. it just, it, it, that today just doesn't work very well in my brain. I'm like, well, why would you have when the iPads keyboard? didn't exist? <laughs> yeah. It's just like this weird, it's, it's kind of strange, right? Like, especially now that you guys make a, a product to carry around the keyboard, right? Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. there's no iPhones in this, in these product materials. I remember sitting in a lecture in college, you know, over 10 years ago, and there was a guy sitting in the front row taking notes who had essentially like a Palm Pilot type thing, yeah, like mounted into like a fold out keyboard. It was I like remember a those. thing. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> what, a great, what a great way to take notes. Dude, <laughs> so that's like, I get that's one like of the those? modern version. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Future. So do you think of the glyph as being done? Is that like a like this product is done? Because like the Kickstarter's done. It will eventually have fulfilled, but then it's just like there forever. Oh. Yeah, well, um we we it would behoove us to do some market like kind of relaunch it and do some marketing for sure. And it would really behoove us to do ongoing marketing. Um, but in terms of like product development, yes, like, you know, it's kind of done, like it's kind of closed up shop in terms of like product development design. Yeah. Or at least that this, this central unit, right? Cause you said like there could be yeah. things that can screw into it. So it's like, there's a glyph line of products or whatever, but yeah, this, yeah. this central kind of core unit is, is complete. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny. I have this, like, it's not really a ritual, but you know, I have all, I'm usually the one that has all this like prototyping stuff like laying around. And, you know, it was, I guess maybe a month ago, I like gathered all that stuff and put it kind of in a box for kind of deep storage. And for me at that point, like that's when I, for me, it's like kind of done where it's like, 
all the decisions have been made, like everything's done. It might still be like in production or something, but like, you know, that phase of the product is done. So yeah, we've definitely, and it will be really nice to move into the phase where we just have inventory sitting in the warehouse and we don't have to actively do anything day to day to kind of move the project forward. Um, so that will be nice. We're almost there another week ish or so, and we'll be there. So that feels really good. Cause it kind of just like gets off our plate at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, yeah. But as you know, as you mentioned, Tom, there is a, a real danger for us. I think we're really susceptible to being in that mindset of like, this is done when, like I said earlier, I think is basically actually beginning now where this is kind of, it's like it feels done to us because we've completed the design and manufacturing but for consumers this is the beginning where they can now buy this thing that didn't exist previously and so like you said this is when we should be you know focusing on marketing and potentially continuous marketing and i think that's where we fall down a little bit and what we need to work on as an area of an improvement of like not just forgetting about it since we're done making it, right. but uh, actually kind of, you know, being active in how we try to sell to people. Yeah, because I guess these products, they sell, right? Like they sell and they will always sell, but mm-hmm. there is more you could do to maybe get it out to a wider audience, which you might not necessarily be that focused, like you're just mentally not that focused on, but this is a, mm-hmm. something that maybe you should be. Yeah, a dream scenario for me, and I think for Dan too, would be like if we had some human being where we could be like, okay, we did all of the design development. It exists now. Can you continue to market and like sell it and do that? Because that's that's always where we fall down is like we move on to the next thing. And, you know, it's partially like because we like moving on to the next thing and we like making new products, but it's also... Um, we're just like not as good at, you know, some of the, our, we're just not as interested in the marketing stuff and, yeah. and sales stuff. And so yeah, you guys have this like design slash engineer mindset, right. Of just like, keep making the new stuff, make the new thing make yeah. it better, make it better. And you know, honestly, like if, if we're going to be adding value to the company, like that's where we do it. Right. As like, right. as being the like design product development. So it's always a tricky trade off. And then one of the best ways like to add continual value is to find someone for marketing, right? Because that's maybe more than anything that is one of the most easily trackable, did this make us more money type scenarios. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and, and we talked about this before, but like, I would even be like, you know, like you can get a, like a, you know, 5% of the sales or something, right? Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. And, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, but it feels like such a big jump to, you know, hire that person and, and figure that all that out. So, yeah, but I would say that's definitely one of our, that's probably our like biggest structural flaws is like this time, like right now, like that Dan's talking about, like, you know, uh, like making ourselves, you know, put a lot of energy into a launch again, basically, and like a continual advertising. So we'll check back in. So I will say, as someone who's re- recently gone through this, hiring someone is one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys? So you guys have already hired someone? Yeah, yeah. We've had someone. She's been working for us for like a couple of months. Nice. Um, and it's been great because there are things I don't have to do anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. And quite plainly, those things she's better than me at them anyway. So mm-hmm. it's yep. brilliant, you know. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, it sounds like a no duh. I'm sure there's like people listening to this being like, why are you guys being so dumb? Like, why don't you just do this? Uh, and I don't have a good answer for that, except that. It- well, I mean, the reason is, is that it's really hard to find people and then just go through all of that and take the risk. It's a big, it's a big thing yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And it would be a big investment for us. Like we, in terms of cash flow and stuff, like yeah. that would be hard right now to do. Yeah. So there's like sure. a really good reason is we can't afford it. <laughs> you know, like you could, you know, like we only have our person for a limited amount of hours every week, right? It's you know. so they're part time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Something to think about. So, what next then? You know, if you guys uh, are kind of in in moving on mode, are you, are you got new products in the pipeline? Yeah, we have two products in the pipeline. Which Hey-o. three products really? Oh yeah, that's true. Four products. <laughs> I'm not. I just want to let you know, dear listener, that I'm not allowed to talk about them. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Danny Dan said no. No, uh, no we're. I think we'll t- we'll we'll talk about them soon for sure. Um, and we, yeah, it's exciting. It's funny. We're kind of we are going a little bit hor- going into a new area. So um, so like two of those three that Dan mentioned are kind of in a new area. So. It will be exciting to kind of see uh, where that goes. And it, sh- it hopefully won't be long, but you never know. That's kind of part of the reason why we don't want to talk about things yet is we don't want to be like, oh, yeah, two weeks from now, we'll be doing whatever. Um, and then it doesn't happen. So, But these physical products? Yeah, yeah, physical products. Uh, we, have, we have like so many ideas for apps, but we got to keep our nose to the grindstone on some of these other stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's it's exciting. It's been kind of fun. Uh, so a very different kind of product. So we'll see. But yeah, we're um, uh, full steam ahead. I, I think we're, you know, we kind of, if we have the rest of the year kind of planned out in terms of like what we're working on in terms of products. So unless something comes up, we kind of got a, a pretty full schedule. So we'll see how quickly we can kind of get things out the door. Um, it's so funny thinking about it, this glyph process like it's so interesting how we can get like 95 percent of the way even like through production like with you know with the glyph we had like the molds came in really fast and you know we had everything done and then it was like this last you know as always the last like half percent one percent of like polish took you know this last five months and you know there's just always something, <laughs> always something that takes that long. I, I think I, I, we still, I don't think, have quite, uh, you know, understood that that is always the case. Even though we've like this happens almost every time, uh, you know, there's always some like tiny little thing that just takes forever. Um, and it's usually like once it's in the hands of like production and we don't have any control over the timeline anymore. So it feels like it feels like pulling teeth. I mean, you know, we we had like Kickstarter backers like you know being like hey, where's the glyph? You know, we've been really patient. And, you know, it's like always kind of hard to hear that from backers, but it's like even harder because like we're the ones who want it to come out, you know, more than anyone. Like we're the ones like pulling our teeth out, trying to, you know, pulling our hair out, I guess. A friend of mine always says to me that like, again, like he's not even sure if this is like necessarily a completely true fact, but the sentiment is there that you can estimate the amount of time that it will take for a construction project to be completed by saying, how long has it taken? Okay, it will take at least that amount of time again. 
even if it's like, well, it should be done in like three weeks. Like we know the project's only three weeks away. It's taken us a year. Like there is as much chance that it will take another year as opposed to actually being completed <laughs> in those three weeks. And I always, I always like that. Yeah. It's because it's, it, it feels true, right? Like it, even with stuff that I do, where there are. There are there are a lot less external barriers, but it's just like okay, we're ready for this to do this thing. But it's like we should have it done in like however long. But it's like oh yeah, but this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and it's like a month later. Yeah, yeah, it's death by like a million little cuts. I mean, like with this with this glyph thing, like these last four or five months have felt like just week delays. Like oh yeah, we'll be we'll be ready next week, and it's like oh. Just one more week. There's a delay, you know. It's like, so it's pretty agonizing. But uh, yeah, I had this when I was doing the, the the market and stuff, right? Yeah, where it was like, oh, okay, well, the project's going to be delayed. The print's going to be delayed. It will be delayed by four days. I know our plate's broken, so it's delayed by a week. And yeah. like you know, it just will continue and continue forever. Sometimes, and it's funny because. It's always so boring. The reasons are so boring usually. Mm-hmm. So like with the glyph, like we would like we would want to send an update to like Kickstarter backers, but it's like, well, you know, it's just oh, the material took longer for them to make by a week than they thought. You know, it's like, like well, it's a really boring reason. But that's the reason. <laughs> it's not even a good one, right? Like it's yeah. it's not like something exploded. It's just yeah, like, it's oh, like oh, it just oh, yeah, took the longer. The material truck caught on fire. <laughs> And all the plastic melted, and then now there's a big lake of of hardened plastic on the highway. You can go see it. Wouldn't that be great? No, no, that's not it. Thoroughly considered as a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this show and this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 26. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next time. Bye-bye.